This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Bulletin podcast as we bring you the top Liverpool FC stories right here on the Blood Red channel. I'm Guy Clark and on Wednesday the 29th of July, here are your top stories. The financial reward of Liverpool's title success revealed. Fans' hopes to be back at Anfield for the start of the new season dashed, but some could be at Wembley for the curtain raiser. With Lovren and Lalana already out the door, is Jurgen Klopp planning a summer clear-out? And it's Felipe Coutinho, Premier League bound. Well, joining me to get stuck into all of those is the Echo's Theo Squires. Theo, how are you keeping this morning? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, Guy. A bit tired. This is the first time I've been back on an early shift for a while, but we'll get through it. How are you? Yeah, not bad. The early ones do get you, but as you say, we uh, we we always seem to get through them. And let's get through these stories then this morning. And starting with Liverpool's Premier League title success. And on the Echo Sports Desk, you guys have been doing some digging and number crunching to work out what exactly the value is to Liverpool financially of winning the Premier League. Yeah, basically, um, the beliefs were if this had been a normal season without uh, however long suspension and with fans still at stadiums and everything, that Liverpool would have been in line to take home £175 million in prize money. And that was worked out looking at how much City took home last season, how much Liverpool had been on TV. So I think City took home just over £150 million last season. Um, how they work out is that 50% of the fund is equally shared between all 20 clubs. And then 25% is allocated depending on what games are broadcast on TV and the rest is merit payments depending on um, like where you finish in the table. Uh, Liverpool actually took home more than City last season. They took home 152 million, just more than City's 150 because they had more games televised live. But with how everything has worked out this year, that um, Liverpool's total does come short of 175 million. So it is looking to be just around what they received last year, just over, I think. 150 to 155 million. Obviously, it's still a very substantial amount of money. And considering a few months back, we were looking at the possibility that Premier League clubs would have to pay back a substantial figure to Sky Sports, to BT, to Amazon Prime for if the season hadn't been concluded because of the games that would have been broadcast that weren't. Uh, I think we've been quite happy with this financial reward. Obviously, um, we all know talk at they might not be able to strengthen too much this summer because they just don't have the free finances. It all depends on player sales and everything. So when they've had three, four months without, say, fans attending games with sponsorship being down, it'll be a nice boost to the kitty that they can plan over over the next few months. Yeah, and as you say, that there is a rebate due, isn't there, slightly to... to... TV companies due to the way obviously the, the season was suspended and then has has finished all the, albeit all games live on television but yeah as you say that end figure 150 to 155 million pound around that mark it is a pretty penny indeed and I know those listening in will probably be hoping that some of it if not all makes its way to Jurgen Klopp or, or should I say really Michael Edwards so it can get spent on transfers but we got transfer news coming up shortly but before that let's get on to something far more important Theo and that's the issue of when fans will be back in stadiums it's not right without them it isn't the same and 
on the Echo again, looking ahead to the start of the season, we've got some news which appears unlikely that fans will be there for the, the kickoff on, what is it, the 12th of, uh, sorry, the 19th of September, isn't it? The new season looks set to, to get underway. But the Community Shield looks as though it might be one of these test events, does it? Yeah, I think we all know that Liverpool have been stung somewhat by fans not being at games. We all know how important the Anfield crowd is to them and how vocal and supportive the away fans are to them up and down the country, whereas we've seen Manchester City pretty much destroy every team they've played in the past month or so just because they don't really have that same support from the fans, if that makes sense. Um, But the latest report is that the Community Shield could be a test event to get supporters back into grounds. Uh, I think we all know Wembley, if Liverpool were there in normal circumstances, they sell out their full allocation and then some, but um, with social distancing and all that, the crowd, if they did use it as a test event, it'd be up to 20,000 fans that could be allowed to attend. Well, it's better than nothing. It's a step in the right direction, if so. Uh, The only issue with everything is fans aren't going to be allowed back in at the start of the season. And Sports Minister Simon Holderstone has said that October the 1st is the deadline they're currently working to. So it'll be like two to three weeks where fans then aren't allowed at Premier League games if this is all adhered to. Um, I suppose Liverpool will just be hoping that they don't have, say, Manchester City at Anfield or at Etihad or Everton or one of those. You want those games to be safer when fans are back so you can have, really have that full force of the atmosphere. Um, but they have warned that whilst they're working towards this target, if social distancing isn't adhered to, if there is like a decline in how the public are responding to all this, then they could push back when they want to do a test event. So it might not be the Community Shield after all. But as it stands, August 29th, Community Shield could be the first time we see fans back in football stadiums. And then we'll have to wait another couple of months before uh, everyone's let off the leash a bit more so we can really see uh, Liverpool being supported in the new season. Yeah, I can't wait for it, I have to say. Just seeing fans inside stadiums will be absolutely great. And yeah, the new season start date, I was getting muddled and mixed up with all of the dates. It is the 12th of September. The football is, what, just over six and a half weeks away until it is back. And as you say, the Community Shield date is going to be the... uh, well, it's, it's only a month away, isn't it? So we'll have to wait and see who Liverpool face. They face the winners of the FA Cup, of course, either Arsenal or Chelsea to be decided this weekend. But plenty of interest in that to come and plenty more interesting lines for us to get into. Coming next then, your morning Liverpool transfer lines. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, this is the bit we've all been waiting for then talk of transfers this morning though Theo the mirror aren't looking into players that Liverpool might be looking to sign this summer but rather the ones they might be looking to move on yeah and it makes sense doing it this way just because we're under the understanding that Liverpool won't be able to move until they've um, sold a few players so whilst we see all these speculative lines about uh, Thiago Alcantara that Liverpool don't have the funds free at the moment to go and make a substantial bid for any player. It's part of the reason why they didn't go for Timo Werner. And there are a number of players in the Liverpool squad that you'd imagine will follow uh, Adam Lallana and Dejan Lovren out the exit door. Uh, I don't think anyone progresses Dejan Lovren that move to Zenit. Obviously, uh, he's not had a lot of football over the last cast couple of years. Same for Adam Lallana. So it's good to see them go and get some first-team football. But there are a number of players in the Liverpool squad that could fall into the same bracket. Um, leading that is Jordan Shakiri, 
he's had a great impact when he first signed for Liverpool, um, played his part in some big victories during that first half of last season. But then opportunities somewhat dwindled under Jurgen Klopp. And this year he's had a lot of injury problems. So he is one of seven players the mirror speculate Liverpool could look to move on. Um, others include uh, youngsters like Yasla Larucci and Ben Woodburn uh, on the Echo website. We did a story a few weeks ago saying Larucci would be allowed to move on uh, because he wants first team opportunities and they're not going to come at Liverpool. He's only got a year on his contract. So rather than let him go for free, he'll move on this summer. Um, they say clubs linked with him are Leeds United and Brentford. So he could be one Liverpool welcome back to Anfield in the Premier League as an opposing player next season. Uh, ben Woodburn's also on this list. He's had a season loan at Oxford United. Uh, it's not really happened for him in terms of he's had a lot of injuries. So he needs to, I suppose, go out on loan to get some football under his belt again and to show what talent that he has had. He has shown Liverpool fans he's still the youngest ever goal scorer in the club's history. Young Klopp rated him a lot when he first came into the club, gave him these opportunities, but he has sort of fallen out of favour since then. But is it hard to? Is it you've got to remember he's only twenty years old. Like you could still forge a career, maybe not at Liverpool, but somewhere if you can just get a good run of games going and show his talent. You don't have those games so early for Wales and Liverpool if you've not got something about you. Uh, another one, Luis Carius. Oh well, yeah, I don't think anyone's expecting him to come back and play for Liverpool again anytime soon. Uh, we all remember that horror show in the 2018 Champions League final. He spent the last two seasons on loan at the Sixtas, and whilst it didn't have the best finish for him, with him his wages not being paid, and nothing to cut it short, uh, he will be looking for a new start this summer. I think he'd been linked with a move to France earlier this month, so maybe that's one that could be happening for him. And I think from the reports at the time, they were saying Liverpool could actually make a profit on him, which would be a nice boost considering. Uh, other players include Harry Wilson. Well, uh, he started the season promisingly in the uh, AFC Bournemouth, having had a really good year at Derby last year. But I think with Bournemouth getting relegated and his game time not really following in the last since the return, with him being on the bench quite a lot, uh, there is that question of is he Liverpool quality? Maybe not. But if Liverpool lost, say, Jordan Shakiri, and then there wasn't the right player available in the market for him to recruit. Could they potentially keep Harry Wilson in this substitute role as a cover for the front three? It's a possibility, but is it something that will appeal to Harry Wilson? I'm sure he's a very ambitious lad that would want to make his mark at Liverpool, but when he's got the European Championships in a year's time, he'll be wanting to play football. He'll be wanting to cement his place in that squad and that starting eleven. and he's not going to do that sat on the bench, barely getting a kick at Liverpool. He'll be wanting to play his trade somewhere where he can play week in, week out. Uh, like Wilson, Marco Brewish, he falls under the same bracket. He's had a good couple of years on loan at Hertha Berlin. Jürgen Klopp does rate him highly, but he could be another one where Liverpool just cut their losses. They know they can get money for him and uh, move him on. He would be sold at a profit, and a number of clubs have been linked with him, including Hertha Berlin. I think they'd like to keep him pos- uh, permanently. Lazio have been linked, Borussia Mönchengladbach. There is interest there. And whilst Liverpool have got such a well-stocked midfield, even, say, with James Milner now, reaching the final years of his uh, career, you find it difficult to see a long-term position for Grouch and Liverpool starting eleven. And the last one is the one that I've got probably the biggest surprise over is Divock Origi. Uh, obviously, he's a cult hero, isn't he? he? scored those goals in the Champions League final against Barcelona, showed his quality at the weekend against Newcastle United with a great goal cutting in. And he's one where 
he could move on. I think if Liverpool received a good offer for him and he wanted to move on, Jurgen Klopp would sanction a deal. But when it's still so uncertain about what happens with what Liverpool can afford to do in this summer, in this transfer market, I think he's one Jurgen Klopp would rather keep. Uh, granted, Takumi Minamino seems to have leapt ahead of him in the pecking order and you've got Rian Brewster on the sidelines, who's had a really good loan spell with Swansea City. But you'd rather Rian Brewster had a season out on loan again when he tries to turn his 10 goals he's had for Swansea into 20, wherever that is. And it might be a case of one more year from Origi where he's got to do this role on the bench where he can come into any of these front three positions and then it's time to part ways. If he wants to go this summer, probably go with the manager's blessing, but I don't see him going as things stand. No, that is, I think he is probably the the one eyebrow raiser on the list. And when you see seven players, you think, crikey, Liverpool can't afford to lose seven players, can they? But when you work out that four of them have been out on loan, one's been injured through the course of the season and another is very much a, a young player who's been a bit part player in cup competitions, you do sort of understand where that list comes from. But even without Origi, if Liverpool could raise a good 60, 70, maybe 80 million from those six players, it, it would go a long way even in this current climate you would sort of suggest that the bargaining power that Liverpool do muster in selling players they probably would be able to raise quite um, quite a nice little fee from them but to round things off we'll cast the net a bit further than Anfield and see what else is going on in the Premier League though of course it does link to Liverpool the name Felipe Coutinho don't know if you've ever heard of him before Theo but he could be returning to the Premier League not Liverpool but the Premier League Distant blur, this one, isn't it? Philippe Coutinho, blast from the past. Liverpool have moved on quite uh, emphatically since his departure in uh, January. Uh, was it 2018? Um, uh, it's interesting, this one, for me, because if we think back to 12 months ago, uh, when it was interesting, uh, Coutinho from the Premier League, his agent was quite uh, emphatic in the fact that he would not be returning to the Premier League. He was saying that Coutinho would find it very difficult to play for any Premier League side that isn't Liverpool because he has such feelings for the club. Um, I think the main club he was dismissing at the time was Manchester United. But he's been um, shooting his mouth off again. Kier Jurup, I can't say his surname. You know who I mean. Everyone knows who I mean. <laughs> yeah, Kier, um, but, Kier Jurabchikan, I think it is. I think that's how you say it. But it is it is a tongue twister. But yeah. You've got there for me. Thanks, Guy. Um, but they've been um, saying this report on the mirror that four Premier League clubs are in for Coutinho and they are Oh, actually, it's five, sorry. Chelsea, Tottenham, Leicester, Newcastle and Arsenal. And the question is, which one of them can snap him up? He's had his season on loan at Bayern Munich. They don't want to sign him permanently. Um, which I suppose how you want to interpret it to how much of a success that season has been. He's won a couple of trophies. He did score goals. He did register assists. But it wasn't the Philippe Coutinho we saw at Liverpool when he was so good. The, one, the player that made Barcelona spend £142 million on him. And this report says that he loves playing in the Premier League and he would be keen on a return to England. But it also says he's not ruled out staying at Barcelona as well, which I think is very much in mind of the market. Can Barcelona afford to lose players and not be able to bring them in, depending on how it is? Um, Coutinho, if they could move him on, I'd imagine for Barcelona, he's one player that they want to get off the wage bill. He's a player that would bring them in a substantial fee still, but it would be a big, big loss to compared to what they spent on him. And then if you look at the clubs that are linked with him, um, you can see why. You can see, they make sense, don't they? Like Leicester City, 
Uh, he's played for Brendan Rodgers before, but will he want to go to a club that's not playing in the Champions League? And you can say the same for a Tottenham, who were linked with him so much before when Pochettino was in charge. Obviously, Coutinho played for Pochettino at Espanyol. Uh, Pochettino wanted him at Southampton before he came to Anfield. Newcastle have been linked the whole way through just because they've got this takeover that is still not over the line, but we keep getting told it is going to happen at some point, um, which will make them one of the wealthiest clubs on the planet. And if Newcastle have such funds, they're going to want to make this statement signing. Could that be Coutinho? And then other clubs, Arsenal and Chelsea. Well, Chelsea, they've got funds. They've proven they've got funds. Spending it on Timo Werner, Ziyech. They've been linked with Ben Chilwell. They've been linked with Kai Havertz. You think if they're going for Kai Havertz, they won't go for Coutinho. Maybe he's a cheaper alternative. And then Arsenal would be their marquee sign if they did go for him. Um, But you've still got that issue of Coutinho's wages. Uh, It's an interesting one. It shows how he's continued to fall since leaving Liverpool. That in the space of 12 months, he's gone from the fact that he doesn't want to play in the Premier League unless it's Liverpool to he just wants to go somewhere he can play football because of what's happened at Bayern, because of what's happened at Barcelona. He's running out of options. Though it is important to remember that he is still a Bayern Munich player. Whilst Liverpool season is over, Bayern are still in Europe. The Champions League is still running until the end of August. And while the transfer window is open, Coutinho has stayed with Bayern to see out that Champions League campaign. So while a deal could be agreed, can't imagine there'll be much movement on this before the end of the Champions League on August the 23rd. No, which I'm sure allows us on, on Blood Red, on the Morning Bulletin podcast, on on the agenda, on any of our offerings across Blood Red to uh, talk about Coutinho some more. And I'm sure before any move <laughs> does happen, we will. But looking at some of the, the figures being banded around, they're saying that Barcelona want more than £18 million for a loan fee and then £9 million for the year to cover his wages. So anyone looking to take him is looking on a deal worth over £27 million for just one season. And of course, no sell on on top of that. So it does seem as though he's in somewhat of a compromised position, but we'll have to wait and see what does play out with Felipe Coutinho, whether that one is going to happen or whether it is just agent talk. Could Coutinho really be ready to return to the Premier League? We'll, we'll have to see him see how it does play out and it would be odd to see him play not only in the Premier League once more but for a team in red if that was to happen but as always keep your eyes fixed across what's going on over on the Liverpool Echo website including the daily transfer blog which will round up all the big Liverpool transfer news in one place for you also stay tuned to Blood Red wherever it is you get your audio on demand as well as of course on our YouTube channel analysing Anfield coming up for you later on today thanks for joining Theo Squires and myself, Guy Clark, here on the Morning Bulletin. Enjoy the rest of your day. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.